like you were up as early as I was this morning, but you're five, six hours behind me and you had some good news today because I'm calling you on the day that you found out that you had entered the Billboard charts. You're on the uh, Hot R&B chart at number 23 today. What kind of news was that to wake up to? Man, that was incredible. I can't even... I, it's very, All of this is surreal. Like, it's like I've never been on the charts before. I've never been on Billboard charts. And we, like, follow each other on Twitter, too. And then they tweeted they very casually, like, so-and-so tops the emerging artist charts and Lizzo, uh, you know, enters. And I was like, wait a second, hold up. <laughs> Bring that back. Woo! What are you trying to say? I'm a, I'm on the chart? And so I went on the page, and it was like she's on emerging artists and the R&B chart. So not one, but two. So that was exciting for me. I, I can't even believe it. I'm, I'm just so proud of the song and what it's doing on its own naturally. I was just going to say, like, we're what, 18 days into the into the new year? It took four days and we've already had one of the singles of the year and I doubt there's going to be much that's going to come near it by the time December rolls around to match Juice. Like, tell me how that song was born. Tell me uh, pretty much everything about it. I, I was obsessed with it the moment it dropped. Uh, I still am now. Keep listening to it. Keep playing on the show. Uh, it's a fantastic tune. and You must be incredibly proud of it yourself. Thank you. Juice, I made over the summer, and I just remember we had been in the studio a lot. I've been in the studio for, honestly, the last three years. And at this point, I was working with Ricky Reed, and we were listening to new instrumentals, and I made a bunch of songs. And that day I walked in and I said, you know what, Ricky? I want you to play us something that you just know is undeniable. I want you to play us something infectious. And he, like, chose that. He was like, all right, I think this is it. And he played it. And almost immediately when you hear it, you so the music, the chords just make you feel so good. Mm. And that's what I do. I love making feel good music, feel good, positive music. And so we kind of knew we had one with that. Um, but you know, to keep it real with you, all of my songs are bops. They're all one. Like when you hear it, you're like, Ooh, we got one. And that's kind of like the prototype of a Lizzo song. I just wanted to make you feel good from the first note that you hear. And I wanted to just stay with you forever from the, by the, by the end of the song. So juice was fun. I kind of feel like juice was the evolution of my self care and my self love. I go from like saying like, Mirror, mirror on the wall, like in my other songs, just trying to like give myself some confidence to induce me saying, mirror, mirror on the wall, don't say it because I know I'm cute and me walking out the door. I think that's such a testament to how far I've come in my self-love journey. Man, your confidence is absolutely infectious. Like to follow you on, on social media, especially on Instagram, is just to have a lesson in somebody who's just completely at peace with themselves and completely confident in themselves. And it's a fantastic thing to see. Thank you. I mean, it's a lot of work. And I, when I first started posting, you know, people were like, is she really that positive? Is she really that happy? And I had to realize that I need to start showing, you know, being a little bit more candid and a little bit more vulnerable so people can understand that, like, yeah, I am this confident and I am this happy, but it comes with a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And it comes with going through a lot of, you know, downtimes. I can't cuss, sorry. You can cuss away here. It's fine. I can cuss? Yeah, it's all right. Okay, it's from going through some bullshit, you know? <laughs> it happens. People go through bullshit. That's life, you know? It's okay. Yeah, but how do we continue to love ourselves through it? 
Mm. How do we get ourselves up in the morning and try to remain positive while we're going through that? And I like to think that these new songs that I'm creating was me going through life and also trying to be a self-loving person. So hopefully when I drop more music, you'll start to get more of the story. But Juice is my biggest, like, shit-talking song ever. It's just a, it's just a happy ride from the beginning to the end. I was having a good day. <laughs> it, it seems like it's almost taken on a life of its own. I mean, when you hit one million YouTube views inside a week and you're now, for the first time, on the R&B chart, the Emerging Artist chart and Billboard, like, you got to feel there's some momentum behind you. I was reading that uh, Teen Vogue article that you did a couple of years ago, or a year or so ago, actually, uh, where you said that people liked you secretly before but didn't claim you publicly. It's starting to feel very much now that people are claiming Lizzo publicly. Yeah, um, it does feel different this time. And it's scary and amazing. I, I did have a comfort zone where I was like, I'll put this song out and it'll do well and I'll tour well. And that's the end. But this song is, you know, getting Coldplay uh, tweeting about me and <laughs> getting on the charts. This is like a whole different ball game, but I think I'm ready to play that game. Do you like just like gasp and, and recoil from your phone a little bit when you see Chris Martin and Coldplay saying, yeah, Lizzo's Juice is one of the tunes that's popping at the minute? Totally. Sometimes I look at my phone like, who sent you? Because <laughs> <laughs> my phone has been just popping off ever since I dropped this song. It's just been giving me news after news after news every day, and I'm 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 so excited. But I'm like, every day I wake up, I'm like, what's gonna happen today? <laughs> the thing about it is, Lizzo, is that this is gonna make, and I know it certainly has done with me. It's gonna it's made me greedy. I mean, I was first on board. I remember Six Music over in the UK uh, played Batches and Cookies, and I was like, yes, I am on board with this person, and you know, followed you since, and it's been it's been quite the journey. It feels all the way yes. like you're you're on an upper trajectory but these last god I want to say last year or so I'd say probably since coconut oil and then maybe on to boys like it feels like you're on a very steep upward trajectory in the last year or so especially yes Ireland loves batches and cookies and I remember I would just get so many tweets and they'd be like come to Ireland you know one day bring those batches and cookies to Ireland <laughs> and I feel like you know that was like maybe four or five people and so I was like man guys we need I need more. I need more money to be able to come over there, and I need more time. And now I feel like it's that time, but I'm just so grateful for that loyalty. Yeah. There's literal people on Twitter that I will know from Twitter name, from their Twitter name that supported me in Ireland and always have come to Ireland. But um, my career has been on its own course. Like, I always want to stress that you should never look at somebody else's life and, and, and uh, measure yours up to that because everyone has a different story. Like, everyone has a different success um, that's intended for them. And I love my story. I love how I took my time to get to this place. And I love how I could stop and smell the roses and watch my career organically grow, you know. And now I get to go to Ireland and be like, what's up, y'all? And I get to see these people who've been loving me since Batches and Cookies and have this full so full circle special moment with them I'm, and I'm just so grateful for that I'm, I'm listen I'm going to be excited if you are coming to Ireland anytime soon you are aware though that you do have one of the most Irish names possible really Lizzo L- like literally there is a trope in Dublin especially whereby anybody's nickname is usually a shortened version of their name with O at the end so like Anthony becomes Anto Stephen becomes Steve-O uh, and then, you know, Liz will become Lizzo. So, you, like, if I was to say the word Lizzo, oh, if you heard Lizzo's song to somebody who'd never heard of you before, oh they, God, would, so they would presume that you are like a working-class girl from Dublin. 
yes, maybe I am. You know what? That's also a thing that we did in Houston. Yeah. In Houston, we would take your name, we would shorten it, and we put an O on it. Oh, my God. Houston and, and Dublin aren't so different. We have twinned Houston and Dublin on this interview, and that's, you know, that's good enough for us. Um, come here to me. One other thing I wanted to talk to you about as well. Um, like, clearly with this newfound notoriety, you're, the different facets of your career, I want to get to your live performance in a moment. Where, where did you pick up the flute? Uh, I've been studying flute since I was a little girl. I started playing flute when I was 12. And I studied it all the way to college. I played, I went to college for music performance mm. and flute. And I love the flute. I could play the flute and the piccolo. Which one you want? Wow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's impressive. You're like one of these like polymaths that's actually really good at everything. <laughs> I know, right? Give me something else to do. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> but like this has resulted in you being involved in a flute off with Ron Burgundy. Oh my God. I can't wait. You're going to, you guys, this is only the beginning of our of our story. <laughs> but that, that that was another thing that shocked me. I looked at my phone. I was on my way home from the airport, and he just tweeted that at me. <laughs> I had to watch it three times in order to like be like, is this real or is this fake? Because I was like, people have made fan videos of that for hmm. a while now. So to hear him go, Lizzo, just like every time I hear him say it, like I get a little shake in my core. <laughs> I'll be honest, right? Like, if 2019 brings us the wholesome beef that is you versus Ron Burgundy in a flute competition, then that's okay by me. That's what the world needs right now. Uh, listen, it absolutely is. <laughs> it absolutely is. Uh, speaking of live performances, and you mentioned, like, Touch Woods, like, you will we'll be coming to Ireland in 2019. Like, your live performances in themselves with their own force of nature, like, like I have to live vicariously through little clips on YouTube or little clips on Instagram and stuff. Like, the audiences that you win over it's just incredible. Like considering that you've you've obviously had your own headline tours, but you've toured with the likes of Slater Kinney, you've toured with the likes of Haim, you've toured with the likes of Florence and the Machine as well. Like they're different audiences than the one that might ordinarily be coming to a Lizzo show. Totally. I mean, I've been turning haters and congratulators since the beginning of my career. Um, and not to say that any of those audience members were haters. I'm talking about way before then. They would just throw me on stage at festivals where nobody knew my music, and I had to convert all of those people into Lizzo lovers. I mean, I even played Glastonbury in, like, 2014 or 13 with no songs out, just batches and cookies. So I've had to really, I really thrive live. Mm -hmm. I'm a live performer, and I always, and I know how to convert a room, and I feel like it only gets that much easier when you have music that people love and I'm just so happy that my music caught up to my live shows honestly <laughs> it's like it's it's very easy for an artist I guess to point towards their musical inspirations like if you go oh I listened to X, Y and Z and that informed this album or this single or whatever it's a far more nebulous thing I guess to try and put your own live show together was there any touchstones for you that you said you wanted to take elements of what somebody had done or you wanted to have that kind of dance element of somebody else's show and kind of twist that a little bit and use it in your, you know, your own image. Like, what? how does your live show come together? Um. Well, first my live show was just me and my DJ, Sophia Aris, and we were just going off. And um, I realized that I needed to start um, having real dancers with me because I was dancing and coming up with dance moves, but, like, it just wasn't, it wasn't a full extension of, like, how good the music was getting. Mm. So I got the big girl, 
and they're an extension of me up there. So they're up there doing splits and backflips. And, and then that evolved into, yeah, let's start making this like a show. And so me and the big girls would just be, it was more than choreography. We just started kind of like bringing the songs even more to life. We bring it to like 5D and um, my, my DJ. And I mean, we've all have such a chemistry on stage now that like when we do these songs, people are almost watching like musical theater. And I've heard it compared to that a lot um, because we really just give our all up there. It's a really safe space for us to just, let out all of our anxieties and fears and let out all of our love and receive a lot of love. The stage has become a really healing, special place for me and the girls. Mm. And between like yourself and Sophia and the big girls, like it's, it's brilliant to have such, um, such a crew that you feel so at home with, I guess, when you're touring, because you need that sense of, you know, otherness with, with, with people around you as well. Like you need a sense of, of home when you're away from home. And I guess your crew always brings that with you. Yeah, we're like sisters. Like, when we went on tour with Heinz, people were like, so y'all are sisters too? Like, all Because <laughs> we're all just so close. <laughs> it's like a Brady Bunch blended family. Yeah, there's a story. <laughs> and a lovely girl group. <laughs> Come here, I want to talk to you. Like, you, you've mentioned the, the word album a couple of times already. Um, last year, I know it was a slightly more... Have I? Yes, you have. You've, it was a slightly more cagey affair when you were talking about an album and whether or not we might be getting one. Like, is Juice part of an album? Is, like, Boys, has, have all these singles been leading towards uh, one big record for you sometime this year? Um, I will say that I've been working on an album for the last, like, three years. And I realized over the summer last year that I finally have music that I would want to present to the world in that way but you know I don't want to get ahead of myself I want to do things the right way so um here's 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 some more bops in 2019 <laughs> mm. I'm like listen I'm all for the bops and you know what it's almost a good way of putting stuff out there and that like if you bunch 12 songs together there is the chance that you know six seven eight of them might be you know not not forgotten but pushed to one side whereas you could have a steady stream of brilliant singles coming out one after the other, after the other, after the other, and keep yourself out there, keep the flame going bright, and, you know, just keep doing well for yourself. It's the future, man. Anything's possible now. You know, the music music has changed, and the way that we consume it has changed. So, you know, I'm going to serve the people. You know, I'm going to give the people what they want. And you seem to be surrounded by, you know, people who are looking after you who are adaptable to that and who kind of get that finally, that, you know, there isn't just one way of setting out your releases, that there are many ways to skin a cat, I guess. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, um, I'm surrounded by good people and I also just have a really great management team um, that I just, I just got a new manager maybe two years ago and that really was revolutionary and, you know, Atlantic Records has been so sweet to me, so... You know, um, they've allowed me to develop as an artist, and um, that's what I'm doing. I'm such a career artist. You know, I'm boring. I'm not, like, some, like, wild uh, overnight sensation that has, like, a hit song out the gate. You know, I'm a career artist. I'm taking my time with it. I'm having fun with it, and I'm hopefully changing lives for the better with it. Dude, you absolutely are. Like the joy that emanates from your music is uh, is something to behold at the minute. And I know a lot of people are feeling it. A lot of people have been exposed to it over the course of the past fortnight uh, with Juice. And it's it's a remarkable thing to see, to be honest. Because like, I'm not downing other artists. I'm not, you know, uh, 
kind of slagging off any other kind of music but there seems to be I know a lot of introspection and a lot of navel gazing going on especially maybe with with R&B at the moment whereas like you come straight out the gate sounding like you're Shaka Khan reborn and everybody's like yes I'm on board with this thank you so much that's a huge compliment so thank you yeah dude I'm, I'm gonna let you go I've taken up enough of your time as it is already um I'm looking forward to whatever else 2019 and beyond brings from yourself, Lizzo. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you this afternoon. It's 2019. Thank you so much. <laughs> pleasure was all mine. I'll see y'all soon.